Happy New Year to all of you. Wow, I am so grateful whether you're on Spotify, on YouTube, or you're watching this on Instagram. I really appreciate the support you've given us this past year. And uh, just looking back, I have so much gratitude. Whatever that has happened, has happened. And I hope that we can look forward to the next year with excitement. And I know this during this period, I just decided to do a very impromptu video because I know a lot of you are setting goals. A lot of you are thinking about your hopes and dreams for the next year. And that's great, right? We should live by design and not by default because uh, human beings are the only animals that have the capacity to create stuff, right? And not just live by animal instincts. So it's good they are setting goals, but I thought that uh, I would just share with you three principles or three laws that will help you to accelerate your growth to help you to achieve your goals more effectively right because i realized that a lot of your set goals is just like okay for the sake of it but the spirit behind it the juice behind it is the law and the principles behind it okay so i'm going to share three a's or three principles that's going to help you to set more effective goals so the first law is the law of abundance okay abundance means abundance i don't know how to describe it it just means a lot Right? It means not limiting yourself. It's the opposite of scarcity. Scarcity means you feel there's not enough. And I think an issue with goal setting is that we judge ourselves a lot. Right? We judge ourselves a lot and we think that, oh, I'm not going to write this down because I don't think I can achieve it. And the reality is, right, that assuming, okay, assuming that your dreams are appropriate, that you have talent, some talent in the area. Now, of course, you know, I, I can't say that I'm going to become like a ballerina or like next K-pop star, right? That's not realistic given where I am. But assuming that it's realistic to your passion... Passions. <laughs> assuming that it's realistic to your passions and your talents, then you shouldn't dream small, you should dream big. You know, as we are young, right, we, we have so much curiosity, so much creativity in us, but along the way, we are educated out of it. We are educated out of creativity into reality. But what I want to share with you, right, is that your mind, it's extremely powerful. I mean, I won't understand how it fully works, but when you instruct, when I give you an instruction, for example, I say, Benjamin or Melissa, go and buy some apples. Right, you, what will you do? You will stand up, your mind will do a lot of calculations, trillions of calculations, you know, send signals to your body, and then you'll go to the bus stop, you go to Xingxiong, you get apples, and then you come back with an apple. Right, your mind, is basically a problem-solving mechanism. When you instruct your mind to do something, it will find ways, means, it will attract people, opportunities, or rather it will be more attracted to or you'll be more aware of information in the environment that can help you to accomplish the goal. So, and, th and that's how geniuses also discover stuff, right? They instruct their mind and all of a sudden when they're walking, when they're sleeping, they just wake up and say, wow, I have this idea and I write it down. So my point is that you shouldn't judge yourself. You shouldn't judge your dreams. You have no idea how these things work. So just write it down. You know, what I suggest you all to do, right, is to create something called a dream book. Lah. So this is something that I've done for myself, like maybe five years back. And I just wrote down all my dreams. You know, just crazy stuff. I like just wrote it down. Uh, back then, did I believe that I was going to accomplish it? Uh, maybe a little bit of doubt, but I just wrote it down anyway. And you know, recently when I look back at them, right, like five years I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at the number of things that were accomplished. And it's just so surreal. And it's just so it's so powerful. Uh. So you know, just just write down your dreams and you have a dream book. Uh, some of the things I will actually put edit into the into the video, like things like running a social enterprise. I wrote that when I was 20 years old. Um and yeah, you know, 
and I wrote down things like, you know, speaking to 1,000 people. Uh, so I'm back then, I have no idea how I was going to get there, but I just wrote it down. And yeah, eventually my mind found a way. So yes, write down your dreams. I think be abundant. Don't restrict yourself when you are dreaming or when you are setting goals. Okay, so the first aspect of abundance is uh, not limiting yourself when you're setting goals. The second aspect of abundance, right, is making sure your goal has an element of helping other people. It is a universal law that you read what you sow and that when you want to achieve something, you have to help somebody achieve something before you achieve something. It's just the way relationally the world works. And uh, you, it's very hard to just have self-centered goals. Lah. So when you set goals, like, I want to get straight A's or I want to like build a business and make a lot of money, right? You also need to set goals about how you're going to help other people, right? How you're going to help maybe your friends because when you do that, you also learn at the same time for you if you're running a business, right? How are you going to help the clients you serve? What problems are you going to solve? So you got to understand that you cannot get what you do not give. You cannot get what you do not give. So in order to get, you need to first give. And that is why it makes sense to set goals that are other-oriented, that is focused on other people and not just on yourself. Okay, so that is the first law on abundance. So the second law is the law of authenticity. This is so important. Right? When you set goals, you have to be authentic. You've got to be true to yourself. And far too often, we take other people's goals expectations, dreams, and we impose it on ourselves. We take it on and say, wow, I must do this. When in fact, this is not what you want to do. This is what your parents want you to do. This is what your friends want you to do. This is what society wants you to do. And I understand that, yes, you don't want to disappoint your parents. You don't want to disappoint your friends. But you have to understand that in the long run, you're not going to help the relationship because when you are resentful, when you're upset, when you're unhappy, you're going to subconsciously blame it on your parents or the person that imposed the goal on you. So a solution to that, right, is to be authentic to yourself and ask yourself, right, what is the goal that you really want? What subject combination do you really want to do? What's your passion? What is it that makes your heart sing or makes you excited? And when you communicate that to people that love you and say that, mom, that I really want to do this, I explain to them your rationale behind it, explain to them that in this economy, there will be opportunities and they may not initially understand or they might be slightly disappointed but in the long run when they see your happiness when they see your excitement and joy trust me they will turn around they'll support you so ask yourself are the dreams you're setting for yourself authentic is this something you really want to do and three questions i can help you with that right is first question like why are you setting the goal like ask yourself why are you setting the goal second question why is it meaningful to you why is this goal meaningful to you? And the third question you can ask yourself is, how will you feel when you accomplish the goal? How will you feel when you accomplish the goal? You know, will you feel like, oh, I spent a lot of time and, and this is not even my goal in the first place? Or will you feel like a sense of pride? Will you feel that, wow, this is something I really want to do? And, and when, I, when I visualize myself there, right, I just feel this sense of joy and excitement. So ask yourself these three questions. Why are you doing it? Like, why is it meaningful to you? and how you feel when you accomplish it. Okay, so, so I want to end off this law by sharing with you a quote. Envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. Envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. So stay true to yourself. That sums up the second law, the law of authenticity. So the third and final law, and probably the most important one, is the law of assumption or identity. 
the law of assumption or identity. Okay, I named it assumption because there's an A there. It's easy for you to remember. But what it means is that you assume a specific identity. Right? You assume a specific identity when you set your goals. When we set goals, there are three different layers of goals. The first layer is results or outcomes. That means you set goals like, okay, I want to get... Uh, I want to lose... Okay, I want to lose 10 kg of weight. Or I want to get X grades, for example. right? Or I want to you know, run a marathon. So that is your results goals. One layer above is known as your process goals. Process goals are what you need to do in order to get there, right? I need to study X amount of hours a week. I need to, you know, run X amount of hours a week. So those are process goals. A lot of people set results goals. And at the start of the new year, everyone's excited. Okay, I want to do this. I want to, I want to get this. I want to get that, right? Those, those are results goals. Fewer people set process goals. Okay, process goals are what you do. And very few people, in fact, probably like, I mean, I don't have a number. I think there's less than 10% set identity goals identity goals basically means who you become who you want to become so instead of saying i want to run a marathon you say i'm a marathoner that's identity goal and why this is so important right is because our results and our actions are a reflection of who we are our beliefs and our identity so when you take on a new identity when you transform your identity you have the highest chance of accomplishing your goals. And that is where the real power lies. Now, okay, I'm getting excited talking about this, right? But if you look at literature across different fields, right? Whether it's psychology, spirituality, religion, uh, even music or performance, right? You notice one common theme is that transformation occurs when identities change. So if you are an alcoholic, for example, or if you are a drug addict, the therapist or the counsellor, one effective way of helping you to overcome that is to assume a new identity, is to help you to assume a new identity. Whether is it a responsible father, whether is it someone that is healthy and, and you know, lives life to the fullest. Whatever the identity is, the therapist or whoever helps them assume the identity. Right? Even in performing, for example, we have this thing called alter ego, where certain performers like, um, you know, like Beyonce, for example, or Eminem have have uh, uh, Sasha Fierce and Slim Shady, right? They created these personas for themselves or even uh, Bruce Wayne has, has Batman. And when they create, why do they create their alter ego? Is because when they step on stage, when they're ready to perform, when Batman is ready to save lives, right? They take on their identity, their behaviors, their personality, their actions, their bonus assumes the identity. So, Understand that this is extremely powerful, right? And if you can understand and set identity goals, your goal setting will be that much more effective. Alright, so to help you understand and fully internalize this point, I want to share a story. I want to share a story about this gentleman called Takala Tan. It's one of the recent podcasts I've done. If you don't know his story, at the peak of his career, at 24 years old, he was in the prime of his life. He took a motorcycle out. And in a tragic freak accident, he was flung 70 meters. His face landed on the road. His face got shattered. He lost his left nostril. He lost his uh, left eye. And his brain was shattered. The doctors gave him 0.1% chance of living. 
miraculously he survived and he rebuilt his life. And a friend was asking me, right? A friend was asking me, why is it? Why do you think that Takala had the confidence? Why do you think that Takala had the belief to rebuild his life? Even though all the odds were against him. Even though his left arm was dislocated, his right leg was shortened by 2 inches or 3 inches, why did he go on to run a marathon? Why did he go and swim butterfly? Why did he eventually become like a relief teacher? And I was thinking about this question, right? What is it that helped him to achieve those goals? And then a, a certain line that he said to me struck out at me. A certain line that he said. He said this to me. He said, Kevin, because I lost my bias, I became more wise. Because I lost my bias, I became more wise. He was referring to the fact that when he lost his memory, he lost all his self-limiting beliefs, all his ideals or baggage about his past self. All he had to build on was a new identity, was a new self. Now, despite me saying this, right, he did not immediately get there. There was a time where after his accident, he was suicidal because he felt that his dad sacrificed his life for him. You know, and he was suicidal and was thinking of taking his own life. And he was walking in Peace Center and he saw this lighthouse, this beacon of light. And he thought to himself, why not, instead of sacrificing my own life, right, why not be a beacon of light to other people? So when he saw that symbol, he took on that symbol, he took on the identity for himself and said that I'm going to become a beacon of light to other people. And ultimately, right, the most powerful thing about this example right is that he literally changed his name he literally changed his name and assumed a new identity so before that right his name is not takala by the way okay but when he was going through his belongings he saw that hey he actually gave himself an english name he gave himself an english name that his pen pals were using and uh, his friends were calling him as well and takala actually means malay for kandus it is malay for kandus and in other languages right american American Indian tribal language, right? It's known as warrior. So his name is extremely significant, but the point I'm trying to make is that he literally changed his name. He legally changed his name to Takala. And in the last photo feature that I did, if you look back on Instagram or Facebook, the last feature that I did of him, he talked about this. He said that he wanted to rebuild a new life for himself based on a new identity. He wanted to be a beacon of light to people and he wants to be someone that will not refuses to lose, that refuses to allow his circumstances right, to define him. So because he assumed a new identity, his actions and his goals and his results reflected the new identity that he took. So I know I've, I made the point really long, right? but if you want, please go and listen to the episode on Takala. Uh, such a powerful episode, right? Uh, one of the most, just purely on resilience and willpower alone, I would say that that's the episode that you have to have to watch or listen to. Okay, so I hope that, wow, I'm done. I hope that my three laws have helped you out. Uh, the law of abundance, the law of authenticity, and the last one is the law of assumption and identity. So with that, stay resilient, apply these laws to accelerate your growth, and uh, I wish you all the very best for the year ahead. Okay, see y'all. Bye.